You're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. Man, oh man, oh man, I am so excited. This is a special day for me, a day that I've been dreaming of for a long time and just super proud of this individual forgetting to be on the podcast. So I don't let just anybody on the podcast. Let me just remind you guys. All right, this is all geared towards educating, motivating, and preparing you to take action in real estate investing. And you can't just be a realtor. You can't just be... Uh, somebody straight off the streets, no matter how close you are to me, you got to have like game. You have, you have to be an investor. You got to be in the game and have some experience and can talk the talk. This person is near and dear to my heart, my everything, honestly. So if you guys don't already know, um, she's my partner in crime and the person that has been with me since day one, uh, from house arrest to literally, uh, building up almost five million in net worth right now, and and dozens of properties, and uh, our credit business, our real estate. But Jennifer really holds a a key part to our business, and the well, many key parts, honestly. Let's just be honest here. But to be blunt about it, on the real estate side, the part that she runs, and which is so amazing, is the Airbnbs. I am very hands off of the Airbnbs. I I personally like to jump in and. Uh, handle the financing, the purchasing of properties, do the remodel, and then refinance that sucker, and then toss it over to her. And she is amazing with the customer service. She's amazing with the retention, people coming back to us and uh, and paying us above and beyond. Uh, she knows how to negotiate. She knows how to get some extra money out of people when it comes down to it on like parking grades, um, just accommodating and the customer service stuff that I would never be able to like just plain, like she's laughing at me. I, I can tell, but uh, stuff that I would never be able to handle. Like she makes people feel accepted, understood, heard, adored, and everything above and beyond like an angel. So uh, she really makes the business turn and made it into a six-figure business uh, for us, which is awesome. But not just that, being able to become a super host and, and get to the top rank of short-term rentals in such a short period of time. I'm talking a month and a half, guys. Like some really wild stuff. I've never heard of that before. The five-star rating that we have, uh, the tips and tricks in between of her work ethic to be able to get uh, negative stuff removed, like uh, you name it, the problems that we've overcome, uh, just really cool and awesome stuff. So um, without further ado, I'm just so impressed and so glad to actually be able to have my lady, my beautiful girl, Miss Jennifer Nguyen. What is up, girl? What is up? Thank you for having me on. Yes. I'm super excited. <laughs> so um, so for anybody out there that doesn't know a little bit more about who you are, like who Jennifer Nguyen is um, and like your, your background, who you are and what you're doing in real estate, do you mind just telling people? Great question. Most of you know me as Brandon's significant other and the one who runs the business, the operation side of everything, several of them. Not a lot of you know me personally 
as in like my backstory. So I am first generation Asian American. And what that means is my parents were both immigrants from Vietnam. My dad traveled here by a boat and during times where there were pirates. So very scary times and pirates were very real. My mom traveled here by a plane, but like a God story and alone with all the paperwork that needed to be done to even get here. And my parents didn't meet until they went to America and did not know that in short amount of time being here that they will have me. So crazy. My mom had me at 14 and my birthday's in May 16, meaning that my mom knew she had me when she was 13. I'm gonna let you simmer in that. Very wild. So growing up, we were very poor. Um, I was raised in a low income uh, household. We were raised on food stamps and WIC. If you're unfamiliar with WIC, I don't know if that's like a um, like a, a statewide thing, but for California, it's for mothers who cannot afford like just the basic necessities with a baby. Um, that's like with uh, baby food, milk, uh, just basic essentials to keep the baby alive. Now it's so crazy that I'm so fortunate. Like my mom didn't have any complications and I came out fine. So that really is a God story. And so how did I get into real estate and and what like erupted that? So Brandon and I, we met like this upcoming week is going to be our six year anniversary. We were both servers working two restaurant jobs. We didn't have any like no background of entrepreneurship or real estate, or actually he did. He did a door-to-door knocking with when it came to real estate. And we were just, you know, servers, Thai restaurant, actually, that's where we met. And we just started talking about like our dreams, just wanting something more for ourselves. And it was during that time that Brandon was really heavily onto real estate and learning everything that he could about real estate. From there, like, I think it was 2015 or around there that um, he got his first deal. So I was there throughout the whole time and now we're at 20 plus doors. So it's really cool to see like from the very beginning of how we both were until we are now, it's just really amazing to see like what can happen when you just take a leap of faith. That's how I got into real estate. So when I was younger, like around um, in elementary school, I used to perform in malls uh, singing in a girl group band. And I really love singing. That's one of my passions. So I'm super excited to really lean on into that in the future. I am the oldest of four kids um, besides God first. Family is everything to me. And I feel like I'm their guardian, literally like parents. Um, I do all of like the PTA while running several of our other businesses. So it's crazy, but it's doable. You know, this is so interesting because now speaking on my own side and not just about Brandon and about our other business, besides like what you guys already know that I am behind the scenes, even though um, he's a pretty face. <laughs> so, <he> gets... <laughs> so, so honestly, when it comes down to um, like real estate in general, like I've always been doing the, the construction side. You have more of the creative side, right? Like you, you have the creative side of, of the bigger vision of making it look sexy and then staging it and all that fun stuff. So you go wild with that stuff. Um, but for anybody out there that doesn't know exactly like Airbnb in general, mm-hmm. like what, what is Airbnb? All right. In simple terms, what Airbnb is, is a platform for um, short-term rentals. And it could be anything from 
like homes to RVs. I've seen boats. Yeah. So if you got a boat, you can put that on Airbnb too. So it's really like a, a creative strategy that you can bring in more income than uh, doing the long-term rentals. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, why Airbnb? Why, why did we choose Airbnb? Well, we've always wanted to like have rentals in San Diego and with yeah. the numbers going on, it just didn't make any sense, especially with the um, price of the properties yeah, out they're, here. They're all in the millions. So like the, the Burr strategy, what we fell in love with, yeah. the whole buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat, we wouldn't be able to actually make the numbers work. No, but short-term rentals, um, like putting on Airbnb or Verbo is like a great way to be able to start doing that in our backyard locally here. And we've had friends that talked about them having an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere, no offense to um, like these small towns like Salem, Wisconsin. I mean, I don't know anybody that travels there, but our friends have properties there and they're making money. And so we're just like, well, if we can get a property here and then make it work with Airbnb, let's go for it and take that leap of faith, which is what we did. And now it's growing ever since. Yeah, I love it. So at the end of the day, it's it's really like hotel prices, like the, the short term in and out. I like one of the biggest things that I like of doing Airbnb is that people stay for short periods of time. And although they take less responsibility as if it's like theirs for like as if they were living there, mm -hmm. um, I truly believe that it's less wear and tear at the end of the day. So because people aren't like touching everything when they're just in there for right. like a day or two. Right. Right. Because they, they treat it like their own home. Yeah. And which is amazing about Airbnb. It's because people want that home experience mm -hmm. from being far away, like home away from home, literally. Yeah. And the whole hotel, they don't get that experience as they do. And they're paying extra premiums for like the kitchen stuff, but like to have for families that they want to cook or, you know, Anybody who wants to use the kitchen, they have that for like the short-term rental without having to pay that premium price. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, I'm going to get into the juicy parts of where you can make the extra money to be like the hotel. Yeah. Very savvy. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So um, if somebody was has a rental property themselves and they've been having issues with tenants or doing long-term rentals or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, or why, even if they didn't have any real estate whatsoever, mm -hmm. would you encourage people to actually start up on the Airbnb side or short-term short rentals? Like, is there any incentives or benefits of doing short-term versus long? Great question. I love Airbnb to my very core. Yeah. And it's because, I, I mean, even if they're not, like, you don't get that, I guess, comfortability of knowing exactly you're getting that steady income. However, you still get the income coming in and like your profit is so damn high. Yeah. We've always mentioned and we always preach about um, low risk, low reward, high risk, high reward. And that's what you're getting quote, kind of like gambling kind of, but if you it's calculated, risk, it's, cal right? it's, it's a calculated risk. Yeah. So it's not like a risk like a random risk because doing short-term Airbnb, it's like, we're praying that we get people in that book next week or, or in the next couple of weeks uh, to fill it up for the whole month. But, and we don't know if that's going to happen or not, but the odds are because of the location, the, the amenities that we have, the, the ratings, the listings, the, the way that we make our stand out in comparison to others, 
it's a high likelihood that we will get these, you know, rented out. And then the projection of basically doing short-term like hotel prices, it just adds up so much more. Right. And um, I just listened to a an interview with the Airbnb CEO. He was asked the question of like, what do you project with everything going on in the world? Do you still see Airbnb as something that's going to be growing or going mm-hmm. to be less? And he said, it's definitely excelling and um, it's growing, especially now with the whole pandemic professionals yeah. are staying home more often and they can only look at their home for so long and they're itching to travel. Yeah. So there's so many travelers, like besides like even the nurses traveling professionals. So Airbnb is just going to, um, uh, that's just going to be people's first go-to instead of having a hotel or staying at their home. Yeah, that's so good. I'm sure people are wondering, you know, with COVID, yeah. uh, was there any hiccups or or slowdown periods? And, you know, we had a lot of friends that right when COVID happened, they lost their businesses for, for a short time frame, right? What was the case with us? It's so crazy because God just had like, it's in God's plans with mm-hmm. everything. And so we have a fourplex um, down in North Park, like just minutes away from, you know, San Diego Zoo, the famous zoo. And uh, we picked up that property in February 2020. So yeah. right before the pandemic. And we had like there was tenants inside. Now, if you don't know, um, California is very tenant friendly. Yeah. And so if they were super savvy, they will be able to like stay longer. That means like we won't be able to do our construction. Um, the list goes on of every bad thing that can happen now because we were in faith of the whole process. Um, we were able to, well, like I said, purchase it in February 2020 mm-hmm. and then did the remodel. So of that year, June 2020, we're like, damn, we were, I mean, to make it work we had to do Airbnb. Now we didn't know how the pandemic was going to play out. Were people still going to travel? What's the ordeal? However, we continuing making money from it. And we were like, so shocked. We were having bookings every single night, almost. Yeah. Basically almost every single night. And our hottest month we made what? It was a little over, I think 25,000. Yeah. So going back to that question of making that 25 K, I mean, it's ridiculous now. The slow season, what he mentioned, um, it does happen. For us, I think it was what? Just the winter time? Yeah, it was just the winter time. It was just two months, November and uh, December. December. But after that, it picks up right up. But that doesn't mean that you're not making uh, money during like uh, Thanksgiving time. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, like Christmas, we're all booked out for Christmas and New Year's. And again, especially now with like the professionals that will be uh, traveling, that's like another money making machine right there in itself. Yeah, and that's and, just. And, and this year has been totally different than than last year's when it was like the the heart of COVID. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just want to let you know, and we still made money. Yeah. So which was awesome. I love it. So um, yeah, just like you said, like we started our construction and everything uh, in the middle of COVID, and we're still able to have just favor in our lives to be able to persevere through that. And then we started doing the Airbnb side, probably on, on the lucky form of things of right when things started to just start moving around more. It was, it was like right in the beginning of summer or mid summer that, you know, we started doing Airbnb and uh, we were able to take advantage of the summer, made Airbnb host in one and a half month, thanks to you. And then November, December had a little bit of uh, slower, you know, hospitality of, of people staying, but 
Uh, we were Which still, is normal. Yeah. Which is normal for any business, especially in the hospitality business, to have like your slow season. Yeah. And but you still make that money back up, which is why you know hotels are still around. Yeah. We're still around. Yeah. So it was pretty good. But mm -hmm. what are the tips and tricks that you would give to actually set up a successful Airbnb? I know you have like lists, you have a bunch of things. You got like with the cleaning lady, you have certain order of how you like certain things yeah. organized yeah. and the process behind everything. But for somebody getting started, like how, how can they, do you have any tips or tricks that could really set them apart and, and set them up for success? Yeah. Good question. If I had to, I mean, there's other things to say, but if I had to choose, there'd be like these four things that I would love to talk about mm. these tips and tricks that I wish someone took the time and liberty to share with me because it really does make a difference. So number one is uh, the title is everything. What I mean is that, so as you're starting off first, I will highly recommend you to check out all your competitors for that specific location mm -hmm. and then see which one are getting the most bookings. Now you'll see how they word their, not only their title, but their description and what else they provide. And then also you can check out the prices. But what I mean about the title is everything is that I've done a lot of like, I guess, like split testing, it, like either, split right? testing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Split testing to see which one, which does get booking and which one doesn't. Yeah. And let me tell you just like one, I changed from peaceful to relaxing or, um, and then adding getaway. Like there was like more bookings, little keywords, little really keywords set things apart. Yes. And you'll start to see that as you are being good and checking out your competition mm -hmm. and to see like what keywords that they're using again. To, yeah. To get more hits again, you want to look at competition that is doing well. Obviously, don't look at your competition that's not doing so well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, take points from both of seeing what's working, what's not, and look at your listings to see yeah, that's a what good point. could be improved. Okay, so title yes. and and basically just scoping out, doing some recon on uh, mm -hmm. on the competition. Yes, and at the end of the day, it's just uh, doing the split testing and testing it out. Yeah. And this is something I'm still working on about not being so hard on yourself if like something doesn't work right away, that just means you need to mess around with it a little bit more. Mm, that's good. And number two, all right, being aware of scammers and party uh, people. Mm. Now, scammers, <laughs> I'm telling you, they have the same, they're not like creative at all. Like yeah. they use the same thing. They'll go on Airbnb, they'll go on Verbo, and they will use the same like and, and, template. And Verbo, for anybody that doesn't know, it's just a, another platform, very similar to Airbnb, just a different name. Yes. I was just going to share about like that, touching on Verbo. Mm -hmm. I love Airbnb more than Verbo, but Verbo is such a great way that let's just say you're not getting some bookings during like a certain amount of time. Yeah. Maybe sometimes you'll get bookings over Verbo. Now I do have to say that Verbo does cost more. They take out more than Airbnb. Airbnb only takes out like 3%. Yeah. And then Verbo um, takes each listing like a couple hundred, like maybe a hundred something dollars. It's, it's a lot jump but know that on verbo whoever stays on verbo majority of the time aren't party people they're just so that's like the like safe families are very family based slightly older uh older crowd yes but it, it is at, at the end of the day it's another platform to be able to market and get your info out there that somebody that might not be searching on airbnb could mm -hmm. be searching on there Yes. Okay. So going back to the scammers, um, being aware of scammers and party people, I'm going to touch base on the scammers and what they tell you. Yeah. 
we got a horror story on that. That's good. Yeah. So the scammers, okay. The scammers will tell you, they'll basically say, Hey, my name is Joe. Um, my company is giving me a vacation time and they're going to send me a check, but I'm going to send it to you. Let me know your uh, full name, birthday address. And then when I read this, obviously to me, I'm like, scam. Um, you're not going to get anything scam. I, I tell them, might as well give me my, like, let me tell you my social security at that point, yeah. because you're just asking all these personal information. Obviously, maybe not everyone that knows this and it is a scam and they'll, I guess, making other accounts with different names. So just be watchful of that. Well, what's good with that is that uh, because we have multiple Airbnb listings mm-hmm. that we get to see uh, some of those scams, like copy and paste the same message on all of our uh, different listings so that we can see like, oh, this is 100% above and beyond, like red flags everywhere. Uh, definitely a scam. Yes. But what's interesting is that for that kind of, um, I guess, like the template that they use for the scammers, like to send you the check, it's typically on Verbo. And I think it's because they expect like hosts on Verbo to be more older so that they get tricked. I'm not saying all older people get tricked. I just know my own dad. So it's like, mm-hmm. And they're playing a numbers game, which is terrible. And now that you know, and you're aware of it. So basically, I I don't even know how that scam is, but they'll send you a check. You'll probably deposit it. They'll ask for some of the money back or some craziness. And but we never get that far to give them the information. But the but the check is going to be BS. You can tell it's a it's um a lot of negative stuff from the get-go yeah but don't give them any information yeah obviously like just just always go the key behind this is always go through airbnb their platform make people pay through there and then you're protected right yes yeah that's good so the the third one oh wait no 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 go back no no no, that's scams yeah scams and party people i put into one little tagline because they're together it's a it's a crap show (laughs) yeah Okay, so party people. When we were new, first starting out, we didn't know how to vet out people. Mm. And you have to vet out people as if you were vetting them out for long term. And even though they're short term. Before I go into like how we do things differently now. uh, So there was this particular guest that uh, booked with us zero reviews and said that, hey, uh, we're just, um, I'm booking for my, what? So that's a red flag right there, right? It's like zero reviews. It's something to be noticed on of like, should we actually take the gamble of this person with zero reviews? But there's ways now that, that you can tell, like even with zero reviews, because, because now Airbnb is getting more traction. People want to travel more and people want the home experience. They're going to be families, families. brand new families that have never gone to Airbnb still growing. And so it's like, you'll know for them, like, it's fine. Like they're not going to throw a party. However, with these people, again, the red flags, we didn't know at the time. We're just new. This is like the first week. And so they say, oh, you know, my boyfriend, uh, I just want to throw a party. I mean, not a party, but like um, a birthday celebration. Uh, hopefully we can stay with you guys. And yeah. a birthday celebration, aka is the nicest form of a a rager, basically a party that they're going to trash your home. So be careful on that. Yeah, that's what it kind of means. And trust your guts. Yeah. I think the number one thing, if I can tell you like whether or not, if they're a scam or not, and if your gut, if you're not feeling good about that uh, particular guest, Mm -hmm. don't let them stay. Honestly, it's save you time, money, and energy and headache Mm -hmm. from having to deal with them and having to get them out and all these things. It's just a a mess. So again, follow your gut. So, okay. 
horror story time. Story time. Story time. Story time. Okay, so this is a good learning curve. With that same example, like this particular guest uh, wanted to get a birthday celebration. We accepted it. We were like, okay, you know what? And they they were local, right? They lived in San Diego, but wanted a home away from home getaway, right? Yes. And there's, okay, so I'm glad that you mentioned that. They have, these party goers have like different templates that they use around birthday celebration, and they can be living in California or even away from California too, but still in California. Or like your location. Like your location area. So yes. We don't, we don't really like to uh, pick anybody that says they're from San Diego, they live in San Diego, and they want to just uh, a home away from home vacation. Yeah. Like that just, it's a red flag to us. Yeah, home away from home. But if there are like couples that have like their parents or family coming over, but again, with those couples, they have reviews mm-hmm. and they know how the Airbnb works and yeah. they book it for their parents to save. Now that's a different story. Yeah. Anyways, going back to this. Okay. So we accepted it. We're like, okay, cool. It's going to be fine. And let me remind you, we we're like the new kids on this block. Okay. We just got the fourplex. We just finished constructioning and they already had to deal with that. That is like the backstory. Yeah. It was loud. It was, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like a regular normal construction, which is totally understandable. If I was in their position, I would feel the same way. And so, um, we were sleeping on a regular night. Okay. I think it was like a Friday or Saturday and we were just sleeping. We we're about to go to bed. So it was like 10 o'clock. Yeah, it was 10 o'clock. It was 10 o'clock. Yeah. And then we got like a, um, a message from one of our guests inside that was staying because we have four units saying like, oh, we think there's a party being thrown on one of the units downstairs. Downstairs, And we're just like, oh, okay, let's go check it out. Oh, security cameras. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend. And that's not even them before though. Okay. I'm changing this up to five. Yeah. Security cameras are going to be your best friend. Yeah. They really are your best friends because whatever he say, she say at the end of the day, pictures and videos, yeah. is evidence yeah and it, it makes it so much easier to just be able to take a quick peek on the cameras to see hey what, what's really going on at my property um and then mind you uh that obviously we have a strict no party policy but on top of that we have a strict uh quiet hour from 10 p.m to 8 a.m it's quiet time so mm-hmm. that that helps enforce the parties as well as people aren't stopping around or getting crazy in their unit and uh and can be peaceful for the other guests and other units mm-hmm. and then also this time was during the pandemic so like party was like very big on, yeah. like and airbnb does not want any parties and so we checked the cameras and they were definitely throwing a party they were in the backyard so it was supposed to be only two right the boyfriend and the girlfriend yeah. well it was like the boyfriend girlfriend plus like 12 others 12 yeah. others sitting outside and smoking, they had drinking smoking drinking but like a hookah oh no no yeah a literally a hookah that um, was a bong a bong yeah i mean one of those okay yeah. obviously it, they're it, neither it one of them were supposed to be there yeah. and they were hanging out in the back patio so we're not we're understanding we gave them a call and gave them a warning and be like hey we noticed that there's a party going on we don't allow parties we need everyone to leave and um we're just giving you this courtesy warning and there were and the person was like okay yes the guest was okay with it and we were fine and we were just waiting so we're looking at the cameras 15 minutes later no one has moved out of their position the bong slash hookah slash everything else was still there all they did um eventually was start to move inside and by the time we decided to call them another time and say hey 
like th this is yeah. not acceptable. You got to go. And we're calling the cops. And then uh, she said, cool, I'm getting everybody out. And nobody was leaving. So we drove over there right away. And before you know it, we open the doors and we see that uh, it's like a Snoop Dogg concert in there. And there's like, what, 50 something plus people in there at the time. At the time. And then. Which quickly grew over time. And it was, it was trashed inside. And then fast forward for like maybe an, was it an hour or something. And then like 50 more people. So 50 people kept coming. And it was like, at the end of it, maybe like 200 people showed up. Yeah, it was over 200. So over the course of a couple hours, uh, yeah. even us calling the cops right away, once we actually saw what was going on in the place, uh, people weren't leaving. The cops actually took over an hour to get there and we got them out in less time. Uh, after that, people were still hanging out for the next couple hours outside in big groups on this quiet, nice street uh, because we found out that they ended up putting it on social media. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, a big party on social media that everybody just kept on showing up all throughout the night. We saw on the cameras and everything and, and they were hanging out in groups because it was a weekend night. They're young and they didn't know where else to go to party. So they're just getting crazy on the streets. And what else did they do? How, how nasty was it? It was like Project X. If you're not familiar, this old movie, like in the 2000s of like people just going crazy and nuts in a party scene. Yeah, that's exactly how it went down. They set off fireworks. Yeah, in the I, was gonna, of the street. I was like thinking of like how to throw that in there. Yeah. But like they so the main guy and the girlfriend, first of all, was like non-existent there at the party. Like we couldn't find her. But the boyfriend who was like. Who, who knew that was a boyfriend who's running the thing? He decides like, oh, you know, we basically broke up their party. Uh, you, he was like saying, you guys suck. We just wanted to party, whatever. We were just trying to do our thing. He goes outside and then puts out a fireworks and it is like going like loud. And this is a family neighborhood, guys. I cannot stress enough of how nice this place was. Um, still is, but it was, it, still it, was is. it was a bad scene. So uh, a lot of, I think six neighbors that night came out and called the cops and yeah. uh, they're all pretty frustrated about the situation. And just another thing, a cherry on the top. I mean, that was the cherry on the top was the fireworks, but then also upstairs who was non um, related to the one downstairs was mm -hmm. also about to throw a party. Because they saw the, the chaos going down mm -hmm. the stairs and they just wanted to get involved and do the same. So they tried to through their own party, which we had to kick them out yeah. as well. Look, at the end of the day, this is a horror story, but I do want to mention that probably our best learning curve. It was our best learning curve because after that, no one mm -hmm. messed with us. Yeah. And like, I did not let that go through. But I do want to mention that like you have the power as an Airbnb host, like to be able to, to remove and to kick them out of your property. If you feel like one, you are not safe. Mm -hmm. And two, again, going against any of your rules. And they know that prior to booking with you, like the no smoking or the no throwing parties or events, you can have them removed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm very, I know the policy of Airbnb. So again, that was a learning curve. I do want to mention on this topic of like things that we do now, like Brandon has mentioned before they book with us or even after, cause we do like instant booking. Um, we have them reread. Like I just mentioned like, hi, uh, Stacy. Um, thank you for booking with us. I think this is the most like, honestly, guys, if you're not uh, taking notes, you definitely want to write this down. I truly believe this is one of the best points that we've systemized over time of, of really getting that, uh, copy and paste 
you know, uh, mm -hmm. template together of what to say and really grill them and ask them like, why are they there? Why are they in town? Who are they going to be with? Like what, what their plans are, how often they're going to be at the house, stuff like that. Because ideally our ideal guest is somebody that's going to be out and about all day exploring San Diego and then come home just to sleep, wake up early and leave mm -hmm. again. Yes. Okay. So he mentioned like two things in there. So we do have an instant booking on, which is a, um, a added bonus to your listing. And if they meet the criteria, meaning, uh, they have their ID verified and, um, they have uh, no bad reviews, mm -hmm. then they'll be able to instantly book. Now for those, let me do that one first. So the instantly books, like, so they're booked with us already. I just let them know like, Hey, thank you for booking with us. We're so excited for you. Just a friendly reminder. Now you can add like the friendly, uh, the house rules. There's a button on the side where you can um, add the house rules and they'll see it. Mm -hmm. And then on the bottom, just to make sure they're reading it is to say, if you agree with this, put, I agree in quotes really big. And uh, we're more than happy to uh, serve you guys. Yeah. Now, if they ever like not read it or whatever the case may be, I don't care. But as long as they say, I agree with it, then if anything ever comes out, they third party and whatnot, then we can revert back when Airbnb is involved. They already know prior to booking, no yeah. parties and that they already agree on it. Now, what he's mentioning is prior to booking with us, there is a message mm -hmm. and the message goes, hi, thank you for your interest in booking with us. We would love to know why you're here in town. If you have any birthdays, we'll love to celebrate it with you. Yeah. Please let us know. And uh, we're just so excited as an Airbnb super host to host you guys. Um, and then that's how it goes before, even if they're instant booking or not instant booking, they're always going to see this message before booking with us. Mm. And I'm telling you that has been saved all of our heartaches or pain. There was tears during that party. Cause I was just so like, oh my gosh, this is our beautiful home. But you know what? This is like a curated now of like, so you can save all their pain and headache. So this is just the game changer of it. That's good. I mean, there's a lot of game changers I'm dropping right now, but yeah. that's also a game changer. Yeah. So, okay. So I know we covered two out of the four things. What, what else, uh, or was that part of three? What, what are three and four that you got for, um, for the people? Oh no, that was the three. And then okay. the, okay. The last thing I do want to mention, um, I guess if you just drop everything, but I mean, you should take a hold of everything is they didn't tell you this. Oh, wait, no, actually there's another one, but um, this is very important. Your reviews, mm. any reviews that's less than a five is a bad review. And that the reason being is like, if you get a four, it just puts your ranking down. So your algorithm is um, not on top. It's going to suffer. And so Seriously, I wish someone told me this because within like after, you know, they already completed the booking with the, or they already completed the stay, you have 14 days to uh, respond back. Like as if, if they wrote anything um, bad, uh, you can call up Airbnb and have them remove it now. So so the sooner, the better, though, the right? sooner, the you, better. You don't want to wait a long period of time. You want to go right away to, to get it removed. Oh, wait, sorry. Actually, it's the 14 days after. Um, the review is already up, not before the review is there. This is 14 days after the review um, is up. And what I mean is that if I made a review on a guest and the guest hasn't made a review on me yet, we cannot see each other's reviews. However, if I've done the review and the guest has done the review, then we're able to see it. Now, when it's live, then you have 14 days to um, call up if you don't 
if you didn't like it. Now, let me mention, what is something that you don't like? And it's anything that is outside um, exterior like problems. For example. Basically uh, things that are out of your control. Yes, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Things out of control. Took it out from my mouth. Things yeah. out of your control. Okay. Um, and that could be like, oh, everything was great, except the guest upstairs was having um, a bad day and they were stopping or something. Whatever that like sounded like that, mm-hmm. you can call in. And I do want to mention, okay, this is when you have to be very stern on your foot. The person over on the phone of Airbnb could say, oh, let me review that for you. Wait a bit. They review. Oh, so we reviewed it. And it so happens that it falls under our policy. Now, this is what you say. Uh, no, I know our policy. And I know your guys's policy of Airbnb when it comes to reviews. And this is a biased opinion. It has nothing to do with um, telling the other guests about how amazing it is or about the unit itself, but it's talking about other things. And they're going to keep on saying, no, but we really reviewed it. And then you're going to let them know, thank you for so much for helping. Um, I would like to speak to your supervisor. And they're going to say, oh, it's going to take some time. Wait for it. It's going to say, it's going to add money and save you money. So just wait for it. And the manager, surprise, surprise. Oh, we read it again. And you're right. We're going to take that off for you. Yeah. So just keep persisting on that. That's good. Cool. So that, that's basically all four of the tips and tricks that you would uh, recommend, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So some other uh, key little things that I think are very crucial, um, probably there's several things. Uh, one is that you give a lot of resources to the customer at the end of the day, the people that are staying with us, you give uh, a big list of places, shops, locations, uh, things that they could do while they're in town, restaurants and so forth that really a lot of people love, like yeah. people love that aspect of it. Uh, on top of that, the customer service, like the reason why you succeed in this and I would never succeed with this is the simple fact of above and beyond customer service. This is something that you need to have patience. You need to have, I think you should be able to kiss ass and uh, because I can't, like if, if I, I take things personal, I'm like, some people try to take advantage of you and Uh, She doesn't allow us to be taken advantage of, but at the same time, she makes them feel heard, accepted, and and you name it, um, so that eventually they just wind themselves up so far, and then they just give up because she's responding with so much uh, just, like, strength and, like, kindness that eventually they're like, all right, I give up. I'm not getting anywhere here with it, And, uh, and yeah, so... That's that's kind of the case. Um, so customer service, I think, is huge. And then probably my number one thing that I would have to above and beyond everything else is really our cleaning crew. Like, truthfully, that's really the secret ingredient, in my opinion, is the cleaning crew, because without the cleaning crew, we've been through several others. Mm-hmm. And long story short is that. um it's nearly impossible to find somebody that is reliable, somebody that does a detailed, clean, good job. And it's never going to be perfect, bottom line, but um, but goes above and beyond to really handle a lot of the chaos for us. And uh, and man, that is that is our secret ingredient right there. On top of that, actually charging uh, more or almost double than what our cleaning crew charges us for the simple fact for per each day for the simple fact of having expenses to the side of um, like managing the cleaner and also 
managing uh for any like resources that we need for you know products of cleaning yeah. stuff you know i do want to jump on that because that was the last tip i totally forgot about yeah. um adding in was um to treat this as if you are a hotel mm-hmm. and what i mean about that is like what Brandon has mentioned beautifully about the cleaning is to, for example, if you have your cleaning there, this is low numbers, like $60, yeah. then double that and do 120. And people, the average people will pay is actually 150, which is what we have. Also, well, it's it's got to be realistic within your area. Yes. So San Diego area is 150 is the going rate for cleaning a typical two bedroom apartment, right? So just be mindful of knowing your area, your location yes, and, and maxing out of like what is possible. And another thing is on top of that is um, adding a standard extra guest fee. And mm-hmm. what I mean about that is like how we calculate it is how many bedrooms you have. So like, for example, our fourplex is a two bedroom, one bath. So because there's two bedroom after two guests, it's going to be a $20 um, per charge. Per person. Oh, per person, yes. Per night. Per person, per night. Yeah. And you're thinking, wow, are they going to really pay for that? Well, let me tell you, yes. And as a test, if you go to Doubletree Hilton yeah. and you're booking for six guests, and you'll see that the amount is different for if you only book for two guests, because mm-hmm. they're already doing it. At the end of the day, it's if they ever ask about that, the simple fact is there's an, an additional person, additional body, that means additional wear and tear on mm-hmm. the property, mm-hmm. as well as more water being used, uh, more toilet paper being used, you know, so the list goes on and $20 is justable, I, I think. I, I think it's um, reasonable for the situation. It really is. And we've had guests, which is, this is awesome. We've had guests come to us and ask us like, oh, hey, what is this $20 charge? Can you explain this? And for me, I already have the template. When I explain it, it's like, oh, great question. So we're not, we're a small business. We're not a fancy hotel. So we have to take in consideration of the normal wear and tear. Plus with COVID, we have to do extra cleans to make sure that we're up to code and standards. Mm -hmm. And so this is why, but just let you know, this is a over $100,000 worth of uh, remodel. And also adding the special touch. Remember, they want to feel special VIP thinking this is like a red carpet service of how you talk Mm -hmm. um, to them. And letting them know that, because I know you guys are action takers, so you guys are going to be Airbnb super host in no time. And just letting them know that you don't take uh, being an Airbnb super host lightly and that you go above and beyond to ensure that they have the best experience um, in staying with you. When you explain that, just to let you know, every single time, no one has ever said, no, we don't want to pay for that. Goodbye. Everyone says, thank you so much for explaining that. That makes so much sense. They book it right away. That's and so someone good. book and then ask that question. So yeah. either way, they're still staying with you. And at the end of the day, I mean, we've had many people come back, which has been awesome and very rewarding to see. Um, mm-hmm. But as we wrap this up, kind of shout out um, what you got going on very soon to be able to help out more people, become super hosts, to be, become, you know, Airbnb hosts in general, and to be able to get the passive income uh, from it. Um, I, I think there's a lot of cool things with Airbnb. I, I think that um, there's so much opportunity. It's really just in the infamous, uh, like very beginning stages right now. And I think it's going to grow tremendously over time. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to be pretty cool to see what it does. So uh, for anybody out there that might be interested in actually like 
starting up an Airbnb business, becoming super host, understanding the ins and outs, the customer service, the templates, the uh, how to like where to purchase your stuff on a budget, but still make it look sexy. Um, you name it. Like what, what do you recommend? What do you have coming out? Yeah. So I want to respect Brandon's time and it's really a little bit over an hour. I think I'm not sure. With, with your guys' time, really. Yeah. With your guys' time, his time, yeah. my time. And it's like, I, I want to share you more, but it's like, it's hard to explain that in like one hour or less. And so, um, due to popular demand, everyone keep on asking us how do we run it. So we will be having an Airbnb course where I'm going to be doing all of the training videos. And I'm just so excited because I'm telling you, even though the cons with the party people, whatever the pros, your profit makes over that. So the cons don't even mean a thing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, there is this link. So you have to put www first, um, dot, uh, shorttermrentals365.com slash uh, free spot. And you guys will be the first in this beta group to know about when the course is going to be out, which I'm so excited. There's already people signing up for it without like even knowing about this. So super excited to share that with you guys and pour into that. Yeah. Um, Brandon says the link is kind of long. So don't worry. I got you covered yeah. as always. It's going to be in the comment section. It's going to be in description, uh, description section. And if you cannot find it, DM Brandon, DM me, and we got you covered. Yeah, I love it. So at the end of the day, don't forget to put the www part because or else it's not going to pop up. But make sure you put www.shorttermrentals365. So 365 all throughout the year dot com forward slash free spot. And that's to basically claim your spot for the beta group. Um, and that's really going to help us out to be able to help you out to be able to ask all the questions that you need, uh, setting it up in a group setting, setting it up into course videos for you, giving you the templates, giving you the whole breakdown, showing you a little bit behind the scenes of the birth strategy, but understanding the location, how to make yours really stand out in comparison to all your competitors and so, so much more. Yeah, um, super exciting. It's really amazing to see the passive income from it. So there's so many tips and tricks, uh, really not even enough to dive in on yeah. this short episode here, but um, you definitely want to join the beta group. So once again, it's www.shorttermrentals365.com forward slash free spot. So make sure you get your spot. Um, just basic info, your name and email, and, uh, and we'll let you guys know shortly. So, yeah. And we are not going to hold anything back. Going to share everything that we have on our own Airbnb, how we're able to make it to a six figures business. So yeah. we're not holding anything and we want to pour as much value because if we can create more Airbnb super hosts, that means more entrepreneurs out there yeah. and just giving this other opportunity from your long-term to a short-term and who knows, you know, just try it out for like three months. And you'll never know where it goes. That's so good. And at the end of the day, even if you don't make the beta group, because the beta group will be cut off. So if you're serious yeah. about this, jump in ASAP. Like, don't hesitate. Don't wait on that. Jump in right now and uh, jump on that link. But um, it will be capped out at a certain point. So at that point, it's, it's really just going to be a, uh, a low ticket investment to get started. That's more than and like a reasonable uh, investment to, to get you guys going and you'll see the ROI from it. You'll see the success from it. So, uh, she's got an awesome, this huge heart, uh, to be able to serve you guys and really just excited to see, 
uh, the willingness from her to put in the extra time, the energy to be able to serve you guys. So uh, make mm-hmm. sure you check out that link. It's www.shorttermrentals365.com forward slash free spot to claim your spot. And then, um, like she said, uh, you can always DM uh, me or her. How, how What's your, your link? There's two ways you can reach out to me, which is on our, my Facebook. There's so many Jennifer Nguyen's, but don't worry. If you have Brandon Elliott, now if you go to um, who he's with, like a couple, they can find me from there, Jennifer Nguyen, and click and then just add us a friend. Or if you already are friends, just DM me. Or you can check out my um, Instagram, which I just started with. Um, so it's Jennifer, the entrepreneur. That's it. Super easy. Cool. Yeah. So Jennifer, the entrepreneur on Instagram and then Jennifer Nguyen on uh, Facebook and then on his on his Facebook and then find me through there. Cool. It's the easiest way. And uh, and then if you guys want to connect with me, you can always do so on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, Facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you guys need any credit repair done for you services, check out creditrepairmobile.com or DM me. Reach out to me either or uh, if you're interested whatsoever in really the whole kit and caboodle of credit, okay? I'm talking about Credit Council Elite, our mastermind group. Uh, we're showing you how to, like how the banks and lenders are judging you so you get educated, learn how to fix credit very quickly. I'm talking a couple hours, up to 10 business days, uh, bankruptcies in less than 30 days in some cases, and then uh, building up your credit, getting up to the 800 FICO score, 800 club, uh, getting a mass apply, applying for 10, 20, 30, 40 credit cards at once, several six figures in funding, and even seven figures in funding on business side. Afterwards, once you have all the money in the world, leveraging it into assets like purchasing properties with credit cards, starting Airbnb businesses mm-hmm. or uh, e-com businesses, you name it, funding, you know, whatever gets you excited and, uh, and having the resources and funds to do so, plus travel hacking, you name it. Um, then you can check out creditcounselelite.com. That's creditcounselelite.com. And uh, right there, there's a learn more where uh, we just did a webinar that really breaks down everything for you. So if you have an hour and a half to spare on that, you definitely want to check that out. It will be life-changing uh, mm-hmm. for you, just like it has with 80 plus of our mastermind students. So, And just us in general too. Yeah. Like we, we, practice what we preach. Yes. And that's really like the biggest thing. That's good. I love it. Well, uh, appreciate you guys all so much for tuning yes. in and, uh, and for hitting that subscribe button, uh, leaving reviews, you get the newest notification every single Monday, but, uh, we love you guys all so much and I love you girl. I'm so proud of you for you doing too. this. Uh, but I appreciate you guys so much. We'll see you on the next one. Wait, wait, I just want to say yes. Um, he'll see you in the next one, but thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for having me. I was, I feel very honored to be on the show. All right, guys. Till next time. God bless. Bye. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.